Hello and welcome to United. This is the latest episode of United Daily. I'm Ben and this is going to be chaos today. Just to warn everyone out there, this is going to be utter chaos. He's back again. Radio Gaz is with me. I've also got the best Ian Holloway lookalike on the planet, Russell, <laughs> who has a fantastic channel. Russell, before we start, I don't often do this on here, but we're trying to support you as well. I need to start out our Google uh, AdSense so that I can send you over some money from any profits that we make. But um, just quickly, uh, what are you doing with your channel? Yeah, obviously, turn of the year, decided that I'm going to turn the channel into a charity channel. So we're going to spend the next 12 months raising as much money as we can, giving away prizes, doing quizzes, and hopefully by the end of the year, uh, we'll have a vote from all the subscribers and we'll be giving our money to a Man United affiliated charity. So most of the affiliated charities we've got at Man United, obviously we know about first year with Marcus Rashford. There's also the Bobby Charlton Foundation. Uh, there's UNICEF United. So more than likely, it's going to go to one of those three charities. But we're holding off till the end of the year I've had a word with my subscribers and said, what do you want to do? Do you want to vote on a charity now or do you want to wait? And they've said, with the current climate of the world, we never know where we're going to be at. It could be something new come December that's more worthy of the money. So we said, we're going to wait till December, have a big vote and hopefully have a big, fat, massive check. And either Ben or Gaz Drinkwater can come and present it to me. Well, do you know what, Russell? Um, Gaz has actually saved this up. So Gaz is willing for you to auction off a date with him. So um, oh, if right, anyone yeah. out there... Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. It just you know has what? to be in Manchester because he doesn't like leaving Manchester. No. So, <laughs> well, to be honest, I'd rather the day be outside Manchester in case my girlfriend sees me on the day. <laughs> <laughs> so there we go. Open to auction. Russell, keep up that good work. And as I said, um, I, I said to Russell when he first started doing it because he made just everything that we were doing look proper, like insignificant because we don't want to profit off this, but also we don't want to turn around and say that we are one too. But what we want to do is support Russell with what he's doing. I'm really good friends with Russ and I really love what he's doing over there so what we will try to do i need to sort out our adsense we've got monetization now um i think our costs are around 20 quid at the moment with a couple of different programs we use because this costs money believe it or not people out there watching um yeah. so what we'll do is is, is any profits however big or small they are i'll also send them over to you mate and, and donate them so i've just got to sort it out it's not going to be a big amount but hopefully it makes a difference right, every little helps doesn't it man? every little helps you know every I mean? little helps so we're going to talk about the game tonight. It's a biggie. Um, guys, make sure if you're watching on any other platform, you come over to youtube.com forward slash all for United and hit that subscribe button. Alternatively, if you're having to pitch in and out, because I know we're on a little bit earlier today, uh, you can check out the full audio format of this show uh, by searching all for United, United Daily in your chosen podcast platform, whether that's Google, Apple or Spotify. Go check us out and give us a follow over there as well. But if you want to win some goodies, subscribe to us on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash all for United. We're teaming up with Football Town to help Help you win some red devil merch right let's start shall we gaz and and let's talk about where we're at at the moment um tonight for you is it a must win i think if we're going for the title every game's a must win now isn't it but i mean i'm in two minds about the whole situation because one part of me is saying well it was saying before the weekend that if we drop points to arsenal and we don't have that immediate response from sheffield united then it, it the league's already gone really um, and, you know, I'm looking at City, I'm looking at how they've put this incredible form together. They had a perfect month last month. I think it's the first time the team's done that since the 1800s in all competitions. They look they look really good. They look really impressive and they've got a lot of title winners in that team. And I just kind of think that City are just going to take the initiative now and, and carry on going forward. And United are just going to sort of tail off. Having said that, 
I do have a feeling that is recency bias of recent seasons of me believing that City are still going to be getting close to 90 points again. That's not the case, is it? We all know that. We all know that you could win the league this season on 80 points, potentially. So City are going to drop off at some point. I just I just don't know the way it's going to go. I'm not, I'm not used to this title race malarkey, lads. <laughs> it's a weird feeling, isn't it? Uh, uh, Russell, what about for you? Same question. Must win tonight. Yeah, for me, touching on what uh, Gaz just said then as well, how well City are playing and the fact that they've got title winners and people who have won trophies before is probably what's going to get them over the line. And I hate saying that they have got a better team than us. You know what I mean? We're still a team in transition. I don't know how long we can say that for, but we still are. We're still we're still a work in progress. But it's massive three points tonight, Ben. Um, I think we can do it. I think we can get them tonight. But we've got to keep on City's tails now, City will drop away, but we've got some massive games coming up, including this. Um, Everton is our next home game as well. West Ham in the Cup, and then Real Sociedad in uh, the Europa League as well. We thought it was coming thick and fast. Uh, first half of the season, it's only going to get worse. So it's going to be a test of who's the fittest and who's got a bigger strength in depth as well. And yeah. also as, as well, like City have a very tough month coming up. Like this could all change in the next three weeks. It's it, it's proper teetering on the edge. It's just I do feel like City are the team now who are putting the consistency together. But I think in, in three weeks' time, who knows where we're going to be, honestly. Same with Liverpool. Liverpool have a tough run of games coming up too, although they've looked good in the last couple. I, I just feel like teams are going to drop points and United have just dropped a few points. However, it's not all doom and gloom. I think the one positive to take away from the weekend, and it's a massive positive, we might have got only got a point at the Emirates, but at least we got a point. That point means that we are about nine points difference now between us and fifth place. And that is a big gap to start building. Um, so I think that the way we look at it at the moment is, A, we need to secure top four then b we need to push as far as we can and I, I think we've said it on this channel a lot and and ollie said it a lot as well to be fair keeping level-headed every game's a cup game you've just got to win it there's no home advantage anymore there's no way advantage anymore if you win every game one nil between now and the end of the season you win the league it's it's literally as simple as that and and i think that united oh hello cat i've only oh. just noticed i've got a cat in the background there uh <laughs> I, I think that united need to um need to just go out there to to pick up the three points because guys southampton are not easy they're not easy at all. We struggled against them last year. We got that one-all draw, um, the Vestergaard header at, at St. Mary's. Um, and then we drew two, of course, at Old Trafford. Who can forget that last-minute defensive shambles from that corner uh, that led to their goal? So then they're not pushovers. We struggled there. We ended up winning 3-2 winning earlier on this season. So what are you expecting from Southampton tonight? Uh, my expectation is for the commentary team to mention that time that they lost 9-0 about yeah. seven times in commentary because they never shut up about it. But uh, to be fair, they do have a point. And since that result, they've been really good. They've fallen off a little bit. <clears throat> I just looked at the league table before and I didn't realise they had fallen off a little bit. But they were sort of punching towards the top six a little bit earlier in the season. So we know what they can do. Uh, and we know what they can do against us as well from that last game that they played. And it, it, it says a lot that we came back in that game. But we don't want to be putting ourselves in that position. And look, you look at Southampton and... It, you know where the main threat is and we saw it in that game and it is set pieces and free kicks, which slightly worries me. So uh, hopefully Ollie's got the concentration levels up. 
Yeah, and on that, uh, Russell, we did struggle from set pieces against them last time. Set pieces seem to be a struggle from us. Is that an area for you where you're expecting Southampton to try and, so to speak, stick the needle in to, to, to try and exploit when it comes to our defence? Yeah, definitely. They they often play a 4-4-2, don't they? Uh, they, like to, they like to play with width and then bring it in at the last minute and get them free kicks on the edges of the box or play for the corners. So I won't be surprised if we start with a back five tonight. Uh, with a couple of wing-backs just to kind of oppress that and stop that from happening. Um, as negative as that is, it is a threat that they pose and it is something we struggled with when we when we lost 3-2. Like James Ward-Prowse is just he's a phenomenal player. I'm surprised, no offence to Southampton, I'm surprised he's still there because he's not just a threat from set-pieces, he's, he's a quite intuitive and intelligent football player. So, yeah, that'll be the main threat tonight. But I expect us to go out and get the three points tonight. We need the three points tonight. They've had a tough run. They have lost three in a row. They've, I think Leicester, Arsenal and Aston Villa. And now they've got us. I'd like to hope they just don't turn into, like, you know, peak Barcelona against us tonight because they can play some good football when they want to. Uh, and, and they've got an absolutely fantastic manager who's got a great footballing brain. But, yeah. Um, he has a well drill, doesn't he? We're going to match him like for like tonight, to be quite honest. And if we play five at the back, I won't be disappointed. Uh, we've got to maybe start with Alex Telles and have one Bissaka. Too fast wing back so you can get the ball out quickly when they do try and push us uh, down the flanks. Yeah, and Hassan Hutu, as you were saying there, he sets them up really well. They're always up for a fight. They can play football. They can get they're strong in a the tackle. Yeah. They can also play in behind as well. We saw that against Liverpool with a Danny Ings goal. Yeah, um, I said Southampton manager there because I can't remember how to pronounce his name properly. Hassan Hutu. Oh, I suppose I suppose it's better with a German accent, uh, but, uh, I, you know, in plain English, I think that's what we're going for. Uh, Gaz, <laughs> just talking about set pieces, because it is clearly a problem with us. Um, you know, we do tend to concede from set pieces. We've seen it before, specifically against Southampton. We saw it again against Sheffield United at Old Trafford last time out. Um, for you, what is the biggest problem when it comes to com comes to corners with this side, this United side? Well, you know what's worrying? Like, I've... Look, I hold my hands up. I've never played the game to any sort of level. So maybe someone who's played the game to any level might be able to correct me on this. But I've always thought that having a captain who's a defender would help when defending set pieces because naturally he's going to be amongst it and he's going to be there to organise the team, to calm everyone down and make sure everyone knows what they're doing. But we've not necessarily seen that. And also, I don't want to seem like I'm laying into Harry Maguire too much here because I actually think he's had quite a good season. But I also think we have a problem attacking set pieces uh, or he has a problem attacking set pieces this season because he seems to get to so many headers and he seems to be the first man, three headers at times, and they never go in. It's like the Sheffield United goal. I was like, finally, finally, this guy has scored a header from a set piece. But he needs to be doing that more because that was that was like one of his traits, wasn't it, in the World Cup for England, being able to do that. And we've just not seen it as much at United. Yeah, I would completely agree with that. And I think this is an ongoing conversation with the leadership qualities of Maguire. I'm not questioning him. I think he's been I think he's been world class actually since the Tottenham game. I think he's been superb for us recently. And I do think he is a fantastic defender in a world of where there's a shortage of world class defenders. Um, but you are right, organization from corners. So what's going on here? Is it the fact that the team are told, right, we want you to go zonal today, we want a man on the post today, we don't want a man on the post. So do they do they set these things out before and say, right, go exit? Execute it to which then the players are going and executing it not good enough or not to the best of their abilities or is it the fact that they're going right guys we just need to go man for man here or we need to go zonal here completely for every it doesn't matter who we're playing against just 
just goes zonal and we just struggle to pick players up and there's just a lapse of concentration all the time. Um, I don't think it helps that De Gea is, and I'm going to say it, quite weak from corners. I also do agree, Stuart said this a few times on the channel, I actually think De Gea's organisation skills are quite poor. I don't think he is a great leader keeper. Do you know we talk about sweeper keepers? De Gea is not a great leader keeper. Like you can right. never see him back in his own box demanding his defenders to drop a yard or to push up a yard. You never see it. So is that potentially the problem? Is De Gea not organising that defence from set pieces enough in front of him? Russell, come, come in on this, bud. What, what do you make of it? Yeah, with the zonal marking thing, I think zonal marking is the best best way to defend corners, I really do. But it does take a, a massive amount of communication. And therein lies the problem when you talk about De Gea and the fact he, he doesn't seem to be able to command the box or he's very good at communicating. A big highlight of that, a big point you can look at is now there's nobody in the crowd. You can hear people like uh, Pickford. Uh, you can hear people like uh, Hart demanding from the defenders, telling them where they should be. You don't hear that from De Gea. So that is a big problem when it comes to zonal marking. But when I played football and we zonal marked, what you do is you, you make like your main two defenders, so Phil say Lindelof and Maguire, for example, they'd pick up their two best players and they would man mark them. They're two biggest threats in the box. Then everybody else will zonal mark and pick up whoever's around them. Uh, and I think that's what United should be doing. But instead, they're just zonal marking the whole box rather than. I think they should pick up the two best players, uh, do that, and then the, then the rest of the players communicate well with the hair being like you know the, the head of Paladin where they should be what's coming in who's running in now obviously he's got to command the box himself and he's got to look after his job but whilst whilst oh, whoever's on the back post whoever's on the back post say we've got an arm and one sack on the back post he should be telling the players right War Prowse is coming in uh Beck Beckner is it Beckner's coming in and that's how it should be organized but we just look fragile when it comes to set players, and I'm always scared every time a ball comes in. The minute I'm sat watching a ball come in, and I go, "That's a fucking good ball." I'm shitting it. Sorry mm -hmm. for language. It's eleven thirty in the morning. But. And I, I, I do agree with that, Russell, as well. And I think we see that evident when um, a ball's played to the back post. Doesn't matter if it's played from the left wing, wing or the right wing from open play. Uh, you can always see that Wan-Bissaka's closing in to follow a run. And then there's always a man free. And it's the same with Shaw on the other side. So who's who's not communicating here? Who's pushing too far over? What What's going on? Because it's happening too often to be an individual problem. I don't think yeah. the problem is potentially with Wan-Bissaka's positioning. I also don't think the problem's with Harry Maguire's leadership. Is it the fact that that guy behind them who can see a better picture in David De Gea, we're finally starting to see that actually he just isn't commanding the area, his area of the pitch enough? I don't know. We, we can only wait and see if those improvements can be made. And, and hopefully they will do, because I still think De Gea, when he's on form, is one of the best in the world. Um, and, 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 and I still cannot believe some Arsenal fans were putting Leno in their combined 11 <laughs> ahead of him. I'm just baffled. Um, Talking so step pieces, we've spoken about that, but obviously, Gaz, there, there is an opportunity here for Southampton. They have a bit of pace on the break, especially now they've added Walcott to their ranks. We obviously know what Long can do. He loves playing on the shoulder, and we saw Lacazette try and play on the shoulder of Harry Maguire, and they picked up so many cheap free kicks at the Emirates the other day. Uh, is that a worry for you? Do you do you so to speak battle that by bringing Eric Bailly in for for Lindelof tonight? Well, I think that Bailly and Maguire are our best centre back partnership. I just think the problem with Bailly, as everyone knows, is his injury issues. But I also think that we've got to stop making an excuse for him for that because obviously it's not his fault necessarily that he's getting injured so often. 
but it does still affect the attribute of the overall player if he's not fit half the season. But I do think when he's ready, him and Harry Maguire are a best partnership. One thing I'll say about Southampton, they're a very intelligent team. And if you make a mistake defensively, they will take advantage of that. And despite the fact that we know that Eric Bailly is a bit, what's the word? He's a bit of a loose cannon, isn't he? And, he, you know, he's a bit wild on the pitch. I actually think that Lindelof's more liable to take his eye off the ball slightly or take uh, take an eye off his man for a split second and let him turn him. It's what we saw, you know, happen in that Liverpool game for their first goal. And, uh I, I just think that Bayer and Maguire are so much stronger. And I'll be honest, I've st- I'm still not convinced about Victor Lindelof, not in the slightest. Um, I don't think he's got any strength. He's not necessarily speedy. He can play a good long ball, to be fair to him. We've seen that a couple of times this season. He can't really get to the headers and he gets pushed off quite easily. For me, he's just not a Manchester United centre-half and... If I do see him start, I think that Southampton will be looking at how they can take advantage of that. I, I do think with Lindelof, the one thing that I do like about him is he knows how to put the ball into row Z. And I think too many times we try to play ourselves out of trouble when we just don't need to. It happened against Arsenal, happened for the second goal against Sheffield United. Sometimes you've just got to boot the ball in. But, it's a rugby but, but, but do, you not touch. do you not think that sometimes, though, and I, I agree, like at times I'm tearing my hair out watching us play it around the back. But I actually think against Arsenal, it worked really well. It was the classic sort of suck them in and try and play around them. And we saw it three or four times in the second half. It actually did come off that way. It might be the first half, actually. It actually did come off. And I was actually really impressed with the fact that we're trying to play this way, which I think is the way that Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has tried to play since he's been here. But now the players are actually capable Mm -hmm. of it. And especially against, let's face it, a good team in Arsenal. Um, it's just a shame that we couldn't have built an attack and scored from one of them because it seems like that's what we were trying to. I think for me, Gaz, when it works, it looks beautiful. So yeah. you, you're always going to look at it and think, oh my God, yeah, look, that really works. It looks fantastic. This is definitely the way you want to play football. But when it doesn't work, you just put yourself in a world of trouble. You end up playing way too safe. You can't get on the book, the pitch quick enough and, and it just causes so many problems. Sometimes you just need to go route run one. And I also think with the fact that we've got Cavani now, We've got an option to go route one. So to give it a go, play it. Let's see who we can play off of. And Cavani and Bruno are never going to be able to build their understanding in real-time situation if Cavani doesn't have the chance to get the ball from a route one situation and have Bruno loitering around him to be able to feed off of him. So I think, I do agree with you 100%. We all want to play the beautiful the the beautiful game, so to speak. But also, I I just, for for our defenders sometimes, it is too safe. And sometimes you do just need to get it upfield and just get it going. Uh, Brendan's made a comment, lack of urgency. Just, Just push the ball up the pitch and see what happens get it in behind the amount of times we put Daniel James in this team and don't put the ball in behind it's just like give it a go let's let's give our players something to run on to had a conversation with someone today about Greenwood and he was talking about oh no he isn't strong enough he can't play up against defenders yeah but Greenwood shouldn't be playing with his back to goal Greenwood should be playing with the ball to his feet to be able to take on these defenders stick them on their ass or playing in behind them to run onto the ball it's (laughs) It's, it's, it's having that urgency to be able to try and find that piecing together that puzzle, I think. And and as much as I, I do agree with you, we, we do need to get better at playing the ball out the back and we've seen glimpses of it looking fantastic. It'd be good for us to have a few more strings to our bow, I suppose I'm, I'm trying to say. Let me just quickly uh, give some shout-outs to the guys in the comments. Brandon's in there, Paul's in there, Reese is in there, Stuart's in there. Uh, the United Way are about as well. Stuart's about. Karthik is in the comments too. Thank you, guys. Make sure you subscribe to the channel, by the way, and turn on your notifications. Uh, we do the United Daily Pod every day. Right, um, Russell, let's come again. Go on. Just say, on the back of what you just said there about 
uh, what Gav says as well about playing the ball out from the back. When it works, it looks fantastic. It looks beautiful football. When it when it doesn't work, it looks absolutely horrific. And talking about wanting like new balls, uh, new strings to our ball. Um, what Reese says there about we play too safe, we should take risks. That's similar as well. If you take a risk and it doesn't come off, it looks horrendous. But if you take risk, and that's what Man United do, that's what Fergie, what part of his DNA was taking risks, taking opportunities. And if they come off, they pay off great dividends. And I think that's what we lack a little bit, is taking a few risks. Players like Greenwood and, and Bruno are probably two of the only players out there who really do take risks when they're out on the pitch. They'll take shots. They'll do the step-overs. They'll play a little cheeky ball over the top. And I think we need more of that as well going forward, as well as playing out the ball from the back. I think it's important to play the ball out from the back because mm -hmm. uh, it keeps your shape. It keeps you moving forward at the speed you want to be. You're not just hoofing it and hoping to take a chance off the last man who's, who's on the shoulder. Um, but yeah, taking risk is a massive part of our game and I think that's something that we need to do a lot more as well. Also, on the Arsenal game, lads, whatever you're talking about, I'm just nodding and agreeing because I was a bit pissed during that game, so I can't remember much of it. <laughs> I, I can tell by the empty bottles on your left-hand side. Uh, <laughs> I hope you've got a sponsorship, mate. You're giving them plugs. Should be, really, uh, should I? Advertise it you should do. Um, let's move on. I think you make a really good point there, Russell, which gets us on to the next, the next point I wanted to make, and that's how we can get our front players scoring goals. You mentioned there about taking risks and having a bit more urgency. Uh, so for you, Russell, what's what's going on? Let's talk about at the moment. Why on our We've got enough talent there and enough goals in our four forwards, let's say, in terms of Rashford, Martial, Greenwood and Cavani, for each of them by now to at least be popping up with 10 to 15 goals at this stage with the chances that they've had. What isn't working at the moment in the front line for you? Just thought, we talked about having a natural goal scorer, didn't we? Like Martial possibly isn't a natural number nine, as good as a player as he is. He's better. It showed when he played on the on the, on the left a few games back. Can't remember who it was against to be quite honest. That he's he's better when he's running at players. When he's against Liverpool, I think it was when he's running in the cup. When he's playing, when he's attacking players and he's running at players. And same with Greenwood. It just, I think we need to be consistent with having possibly Cavani in that number nine role as much as we can. Um, so then he gets used to the players. Obviously, we'd be doing it week, day in, day out training, but that's completely different to when you get in a match situation. And I think he needs to be having maybe a set four, always like a set three midfield and Cavani up front on his own. And then eventually that'll develop in. They'll get in sync, they'll get telepathic and they'll be able to put goals in for fun. Um, because we, we, we've, we've gone, I think, from being a bit of a risk-taking team to slowly getting a bit more negative and a bit more safe and a bit more reserved again. And that's not going to win your titles whatsoever. I want to see him pushing forward, taking chances, moving the ball as quickly as he can. Maybe when we talk about bringing it out from the back as well, that's done a bit too lethargically. That's done a bit too slow. Maybe looking at switching the ball quickly. If you look at Robertson, Robertson and uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold, they switch the ball to each other. The, the greatest way to create space and exploit it is switching the ball as quick as you can across across the lines, be it defensive or midfield. And I think that's what we need to do as well. Just move the ball quicker from left to right, not so sluggishly. Because if you do that, then the team gets to hold its shape and then it's hard to break them down. And teams already put like two two flanks of four behind us already because they're starting to respect us as a team now. Um, so yeah, that's the ball needs to move a lot faster from left to right for me. Create some space, exploit it, and take chances. 
and have a bit more consistency with who is playing. I know it's a congested fixture list at the moment, Ben, and we do have to rotate, but there needs to be just some kind of consistency up there so then they can get a feel for each other and know what's going to be coming. Yeah, we're the only team in the moment in the league that hasn't put out the same lineup two games in a row, which goes to show that, that Ollie is playing about with his with his side. Gaz, uh, what about for you? What's what's not working for our forwards at the moment? Uh, Anthony Martial. Um, no, I don't want <laughs> to blame everything on him, obviously, but um, I'll be honest, I've kind of given up on him now, leading the line in a in a side that is going to challenge for a trophy. I just don't think he's. He's that type of player. Certainly not in the Premier League to play as a number nine, which, which is a shame because I think he'd rip it up in France. I could imagine Martial going to Liga and scoring like 35 goals or something. But in this United side, I don't think he works. And I totally agree with what Russ said. That's just my Amazon delivery coming there. It's fine. They'll sort it. Um, I totally agree with what Russ said. I think you've got to play Cavani in a, a, any as many games as you possibly can. Um, if you're going to play Martial, put him on the wing. But... You can't have him through the middle. Um, I think United could have could have really done with getting another striker in, another proper number nine, to be honest now. And I think if we got that and maybe someone like a holding midfielder, then I'd be confident we can still challenge for the league at this point. I'm just, uh, at the moment, looking at our forward line and our defence, I'm thinking we're coming up again. Look, look, at the moment, we're competing against City, who don't have a striker, and Liverpool, who don't have a centre-half. And we're not above them now. So I'm sort of thinking maybe we're just not quite that level yet. Yeah, I think I think it's an interesting one with Martial. And I've made this point before and people can agree and, and, and disagree. I think Oddie's done a, an absolutely superb job of sieving out the, did, the Deadwood. Um, I think he's done fantastic in terms of getting players out of the club. And by the looks of it, Rojo's going to be on his way. Obviously, Lingard's out of contract in the summer, so he 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 won't play again for Manchester United, I don't think. Dominic Booth yesterday said that he doesn't expect Jesse Lingard to play for United again. Then you've got the likes of Romero, who's going to be going. And at, at that point, there's no excuse. Maybe Phil Jones is the only one left. Now... It's down to that squad that we've got to prove their worth and their uh, and to play for a place in that squad. And if someone like Anthony Martial can't put it together, how long is it going to be until we start talking about him as being a player who just isn't showing that level that we need to be at? A bit like what you've just said there, Gaz. Yeah, I want him to be. I, I, I still think that when he's got the ball at his feet and he's running at players for the confidence, I still think he's one of the best in the world. I don't think there's anyone better than him. I think he sits every defender down in world football when he's got the ball at his feet and he's running at someone. Like, genuinely. But the problem is, is we don't see that Martial consistent enough because we don't know what Martial is at the moment. Is he a number nine? Is he a left winger? We can't push him to and fro and give him loads of different jobs. I know we, we play inside forwards, but the role of an inside forward on the left is completely different to the role of a striker. So Martial, when he had a consistent game run of games at number nine, showed how good he can be at a striker. When Martial has a consistent run of games out on the left, he shows how good he can be at that inside forward role. There needs to be, I agree with Russell on this, there needs to be some sort of consistency with our front line. Is he now the backup number nine? Well, if he is, Ollie, get in his ear and tell him how to make a difference in a game when you come on as a substitute. You're the best person to give him that advice. At the end of the day, so, sorry, I mean, with Martial though, as much as Ollie can say to him, you know, it's Martial's legs in it, and Martial doesn't. It, it, Martial seems to go against everything that Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has said he wants to bring to Manchester United. At times, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has said in the past, the one thing that United will never be is outworked. And unfortunately, with Martial, you know that his opposing number is always going to outwork him. 
And that's the problem with playing him in different positions. You've, you've got to play him as a number nine sometimes because you can't rely on, on him on the wing because you've got Luke Shaw bombing down, making wings. And Martial will not track back. He will refuse to track back. And it just feels like that is against everything that Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is trying to bring to United right now. So it doesn't make sense that he keeps getting played. As, as, as for consistency in the forward line, yeah, but you can't just keep playing him if he's been abysmal, which he has been at times this season. In fact, throughout the entire season, what is it, two goals in the league? It's just not good enough, mate. And I feel like now, we've, all he has got to say, this guy does not fit my ethos and isn't really good enough. Yeah, as, as much as I do, and 100%, I do agree with the sentiment of that. I also think that as a footballer, you need to know where, where you're playing. You need to know where you stand. You can't be given six or seven jobs to potentially pull off on that football pitch. Martial is never going to be a footballer that tracks back and defends. So if that's what's not going to happen, if you're starting Martial on the left, then you need to give Fred or Pogba that role to make sure that they are covering that left-hand side and they're putting their all into it. These players need to understand that if a player's out of position, how to fill that position. You saw it all the time like again I don't want to go back to it completely different managers completely different eras but you know if Alex Ferguson needed to change it around he'd play Darren Gibson right midfield and he'd play the, the job seamlessly he'd play Park Ji Sung left back he'd do the job seamlessly like we, we need to stop putting I think I think the, the term is we need to stop putting square pegs in round holes and we need to start actually playing players where they are most comfortable and if there is a weakness there, if Martial wants to be a number nine he doesn't want to be a left winger right Rashford potentially does want to play out on that left so Rashford's first choice out on the left we need a right winger. If Martial's going to lack game time and have to sit on that bench because we've got a better number nine at the club than him in Cavani, so be it. At the end of the day, he's been given his chance. So he has to then, whenever he's given the opportunity, play his, play his, play his heart out. I still think there's a player in there. I really, really do. And I hope we all eat our words. And and, and, I'll stop, and I know you will do, Gaz, despite your criticism. I know you hope to eat your words. Absolutely. but. Right now, in the moment, we have to talk about him and we have to talk about these situations, unfortunately. Um, Russell, let me come on to you just, just very, very quickly because I know we're, we're nearly hitting the 30-minute mark. Um, so I want to wrap up in a moment. Looking at that front line today, um, look, they haven't got a fast defence, Southampton, at all. We, we need to get at them. We need to start fast. Uh, so for you, when it comes to that front three, who, who starts for you today? Is it as simple as Rashford, Greenwood and, and Cavani? Uh, no, I've gone with James today. I'm bringing James back in. James Greenwood. Uh, and Cavani, um, we've, I, I've brought it down here, Fats. My full team have gone De Gea, Shaw, Maguire, Baye, Aaron Wambazaka, then Pogba and McSauce, Bruno, James, Green, uh, Bruno, James, Greenwood, Cavani. I just think it, it, people don't like James, but he's got a lot of pace. He can get us up the field a lot quicker than we need to because their defence is quite slow. So I think, yeah. I'm much surprised if James starts tonight. Give Rashford a break because the lad's a bit tired at the moment, isn't he? And Martial's a bit tired as well. Um, so it gives them a little bit of a rest. And, yeah, just injects a bit of pace into the squad, Ben. And that's what I'm just giving them three points tonight, baby. That's all I want. Just quickly on, on that, Gaz, on the team, I don't know what team you're potentially going with tonight, but I'm, I'm just, I am just two changes from that. I have put Rashford in because I think Oli always loves to to have Rashford yeah. in that side whenever he can push him in. I, you know, if there's fitness issues, and obviously I hope that he takes him out of the firing line. Uh, but for me, it's Fred next to Pogba. Um, that's what I've gone for, Gaz. I don't, I don't know about you. Yeah, a little bit similar to that. Um, I'd go for probably the same defence. I think it'll be Fred with Pogba holding. I don't think we'll see Pogba starting further up the pitch tonight. I think that's a great shout saying Daniel James, you know, and I'm almost, because I wanted to say Rashford tonight just because it is yeah. still a tough game, but I agree that he does need a rest. 
I'll stick with Rashford on the left, but I think that's a great shout. James could happen. Rashford on the left, Bruno in the middle, uh, Greenwood on the right. And it's got to be Cavani up top, but I do still have a suspicion that Martial is going to start tonight. I think so too. Yeah, I'd, I'd rather have Cavani, but I reckon Martial will get the nod. I think it's really interesting. I also thought that um, in the in the Arsenal game, Pogba proved um, that he can play that holding midfield role and it doesn't have to always be McTominay and Fred. I actually thought that Pogba and Fred massively held their own in that middle of that park and actually looked a heck of a lot better in the following 60 minutes than McTominay and Fred did. So, I, I, I you know, I think Pogba's got his game together now and now we've got to start trusting him in, in yeah. that engine room with next to Fred. As um, much as... He is better, a bit further up the field. Um, it just shows how world class he is when he can drop back into that like eight and six pivot and just play it so naturally. And it gives you something else when you're getting the ball out of there as well. Fred and McSauce are great, they are industrious, they do work hard, but sometimes they just don't have that guile to get the ball out from under the feet and get it into Bruno, where Pogba is absolutely fantastic at that. I think I think you always need one of Fred or McTominay, though. You, you need yeah. one of them. Because in the she- Sheffield United game, we saw what happened. And Matic and Pogba together doesn't work for me. Yeah, it's too no. static, isn't it? That's why, for me, you, I, I go with Fred. Because I think Fred is more mobile than, than McTominay is. Although, if we're playing against a team like Southampton, who are freaking great at pressing the ball, especially high up the pitch, I do also think that McTominay's probably a bit more press resistant if we want to get overly tactical about it. So potentially, yeah, McTominay. And to be honest, if you can get McTominay and Pogba firing, bloody hell, could you imagine coming up against those two? They're strong, they're agile, they can burst through the midfield, good passing range, they can keep it tidy. If you can get that to work, but for it to work, McTominay needs to do a lot better when it comes to his defensive duties, which sounds weird because also for Scotland, he plays he plays in that back three and he, he is a quite good defender. Uh, but when it comes to playing in defensive midfield and, and holding your own there in the mid, middle of the park defensively, it's a, it's a bigger and a much more difficult job. Um, yeah, I, I think it'd be really interesting to see those two together, actually, you know, for the full 90. Um, let's just quickly then go from the first minute to the 90th, Gaz. How are you expecting it to play out tonight? Oh. Oh, you know what? I, They're I love this lead, question. They? They're gonna, they'll, they'll take the lead tonight. Um, I'm pretty confident of that, to be honest. But tonight, I just really want to see a controlled performance. Possession stats similar to the Arsenal game. We need to obviously not be in a similar situation to the Arsenal game where they ended up with more shots. We just really need to take control of it. And if they, I think they'll probably get an early goal. I'm pretty sure that's what happened last time out against them as well. Um, but as long as we can keep concentration for the set pieces, because people don't mention this, in a lot of the games where maybe we have fallen behind, a lot of the goals that we've conceded have been from things like set pieces, and both those goals in the Southampton game were. As long as we can keep concentration there, I don't think we should have any problems, but I just hope, A, Ollie doesn't mess about too much with the team, and B, when a change needs to happen, I, I want to see it happening at half-time, or I want to see it happening after, you know, 55 minutes, a little bit of the second half. I don't want him waiting until 65, 70 minutes. It needs to happen sooner. Yeah, I completely agree with you there. Gaz, what about a score? 3-1, Manchester United. Nice. Controlled, comfortable, in possession, never a worry. I like it. I yeah, like they'll it. Score, they'll score opening five, but that's never a worry. Yeah. Mate, I'll sleep easy at night if that's how the game runs out tonight. That's 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 fine. Uh, Russell, what about you, mate? How do you I think can... the game's going to go tonight? 
Yeah, I keep being persistent and consistent with the fact that I think United are overdue giving someone a proper spanking. Um, so I'm going to stick with that just by law of averages. Eventually, I'm going to get there, aren't I? Um, <laughs> and, 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 and also, if we go out there and start giving the spanking, then Gaz gets to hear the, 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 the commentators harp on about the 9 0 defeat. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm going to say we're going to go out there. We're going to find them a bit dejected after losing the past three games on the trot. And we're going to be freeing up by our time and it'll finish 5 1 to United. Oh. Yeah, there's, there's, there's sort of no pressure on Southampton here, is there? Because they're on a sort of a bad run of form. They know this is a tricky game and, and all they need to do is just come really. They've got a similar group of players and, and have a similar performance to last season at Old Trafford. And, and, and they could nick something. They could come up. Let's face it. They nicked that point last year. They played really well and probably deserved it in hindsight. However, they nicked that point last year and they'd be confident from the first minute to the final whistle that at some point they will get a couple of chances to be able to, to, to so to speak, be in the game, if nothing else. Um, so I don't think the spanking is going to be today, to be honest, Russell. I think tonight's going to be really cagey. Um, like Gaz, I expect there to be an early goal um, and I do worry about set pieces. Um, I know that they have got a couple of injuries, Southampton, but one of them is not James Ward-Prowse. So I, I do slightly worry about that. I know they they have limited options at right back. I believe Walker Peters is going to be out, who's a fantastic player. He's been brilliant for them this season. Um, so there are a few injuries there, but also Sheffield United came to us with about seven injuries and still managed to park that bus and, and, and get that win. So um, look, what United is going to turn up tonight is dependent on what team gets put out and, and, and the first, I think, 20 minutes. I think it'd be KG. I'm going to go 2-1 United. But Russell, just to give you optimi optimism, I expect that spanking to come against Everton because they're not going to park the bus against us. And as soon as a team tries to go foot, foot by yeah. foot in, in attacking against us, then that's where the, the big wins come. So, yeah, I, I think KG tonight, get the win, get the job done, um, and then roll on Everton at the weekend when I think we'll I, see a much more expansive performance. I hope it's against Everton. Because my brother supports Everton. Nobody in the family knows why. He is a bit special, our kid, right? So, obviously, when he was younger and he got told you either support red or blue, he went, oh, Everton, right? So, if, <laughs> if, a, if a spanking's going to happen, yeah, I'd love it to be against them boys. So, yeah. Lads. That was a brilliant show, guys. Thank you for watching. Make sure you follow us on any podcast platform of your choice. Just search All for United, United Daily. Get us over there. You can get this whole show in audio format in your ears whenever you want it and our previous shows too. Check them out over there. Or, of course, subscribe to YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash All for United. Uh, just so you know, so we're talking in real time. Tonight, we'll have the pre-match show before the game. That'll be live at around about five past seven, I believe, with the latest team news. And then we'll be live with the reaction show straight after the game. So join us then to hope for celebrate a victory go check out gaz and russell on twitter i'll speak to you guys tomorrow when we'll be on at about half past 12 so speak to you then take it easy guys and come on united <laughs>